So, this is a special episode of The Dollop. I should just say uh, you're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, one of the hosts of American History Podcast. My name is Dave Anthony. What's happening? And your name is? Gareth Reynolds. I have no idea what the topic is going to be about. But this is a special episode. It's yeah, but you can still do an intro, like a regular human. All right. You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. It's an American history podcast. Each week, I read a story from American history, dude. What's your name? David Anthony. Okay, my name is Gareth Reynolds. I have no idea what the topic's going to be about, and we're buddies. Are we? Well, it felt like it before this. I don't know. I thought we were friends until that guy on Reddit. <laughs> that guy certainly spiced up the dynamic. <laughs> um, so this is a special podcast. It's just going to be a, a quick, we're going to do a quick history episode that I've always wanted to do. Uh, how about this? 19th. Should we say what dates, what dates we're going to be places? Should we do dates? Uh, whatever. No, I think we're okay. All right. Special episode. Yeah, you can go to, yeah. 1948. Okay. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yep. Just after World War II, people had discovered the beauty of McCall and Payette Lakes in, uh, Idaho, or maybe just McCall and Payette Lake, whatever. People start building homes there. Okay. All right. It's a very beautiful place. Sure. Uh, it's just north of Boise. Okay. In doing so, they expanded into an area where beavers have been living and doing their beaver things for decades. Okay. So it's fucking beaver town. Sure. Uh, suddenly, the beavers are a problem. Okay. Uh, there ended up being a lot of damage done to irrigation systems, orchards, and other kinds of farming efforts because they're- Too many beavers. Moving into a place where other things live. Right. So Elmer, uh, Elmo Hetter- Worked uh, for the Idaho Fish and Game uh, in the area, and he, he had worked with beavers a lot. That's one of his deals. Sure. He's out there in the wild. He's like, beavers are my jam. Sure. He loves beaver. Well. It became his job to find out a solution for this human-beaver clash of civilizations. Right. Okay. He knew uh, the Chamberlain Basin, which is about 199 miles uh, southeast it's a perfect place for beavers to live. So there's this beautiful area that's very beaver friendly, 190 miles away. Now he knows it's beaver friendly, or he's he, just he like know, he knows based on the topography and what's there and the right. streams and the the water and right. it's the perfect it's a hot spot for beavers. It's a hot beaver. It's it's gonna be beaver land like okay. you can't believe. Okay. Uh, I'm so a believer. Yeah, <laughs> it's isolated, so beavers can be away from people. There's like literally no roads in. Um, and their beaver, it's perfect for beavers for uh, habitat and the benefit. You're of laying the on place. how perfect it is for beavers pretty thick. Beavers had been proven they would be good with a move. Like, so beavers have been moved before. Sure. And, and they do well uh, as long as the area is good for them. Uh, and transplanted beavers have been shown to be great at setting up new colonies, multiplying, providing environmental services like storing water, reducing the risk of flash floods and erosion. Improving the habitats of other animals, fish, waterfowl, and plants. Basically, beaver, beavers are fucking awesome. Yep. And if you bring in a bunch of beavers, your whole place gets better. Great. That's the basic thing that I take away from my beaver uh, thesis. Great. Theory? My theory of beavers? That's not yours. And My beery? No. Yes. Don't try that stuff. The basin was also the perfect place, as I said, because there's no humans there. Right. There's no people. One small problem with transporting the beavers is, like I said, no roads. Okay. So how are they going to get the beavers into Chamberlain Basin? S put make a bunch of make a car made out of beavers and get it over there. Okay. So there's That's... one one idea is on the table. Okay. And it's a good idea. Um. And I don't know if it needs any punches. Okay. I think it's pretty good to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, just stack the beavers into a car-like shape and get in the middle and dr- drive them. Next, what's the next problem? What else you got? Uh, his first idea was to pack the beavers onto mules and pack them into the into the basin. Now, pack the beavers onto mules. Yeah, because mules carry packs of stuff, right? So just then, put bags then, of beaver on the mules. Well, you pack a bunch of beavers. And on this a mule. is two hundred miles away. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah. So you're asking horses or mules to take beavers. Well, I think two hundred. I think the idea was to pack the beavers out of this area, put them in a truck, then drive to where the road stopped, and then put put them back on the mules and pack them into the. But still, regardless, for some of this, you're just bad beavers. A pretty decent amount of time you have beavers on top of a mule. Okay. Yep. Flagging it right now. <laughs> Why? It's a bad idea. <laughs> So it turns out after uh, some attempts that um, beavers don't like riding on mules. Interesting. And mules don't like carrying around beavers. Interesting. Because it's something you actually don't see in nature. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, Dave. Okay. Yeah. From uh, Elmo's report titled Transplanting Beavers in the Journal of Wildlife Management. Really clear. Quote, beavers cannot stand. Whoops. 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 <laughs> My bad. Anyway, I want to thank the editor. Beavers cannot stand the direct heat of the sun unless they are in water. Okay. During transportation, they must be constantly cooled and watered. Well, sometimes, you're not going to get that in a satchel. <laughs> sometimes they refuse to eat. Sure, sure. Other older individuals often become dangerously belligerent. <laughs> older individuals become belligerent. I think that goes for everybody, beavers, not just yes, beavers. for sure. And be, and they're just pissed. They're yeah. just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. We don't ride horses. Mm-hmm. Maybe we got to put little cowboy hats on them. So uh, this goes on. Uh, rough trips on pack animals are very hard on them. Horses and mules become spooky and quarrelsome when loaded with a struggling, odorous Look, pair of live it's beavers. it's a loser of an idea, okay? Straight up. It's just a document explaining these problems How involve... How to not move beavers. These problems involve further handling and too frequently result in a loss of beavers. Yes. So, so the putting the beavers on a mule ends in beaver death. Right. So it's a bad idea. So then Elmo came up with another idea. Right. He knew there was a big surplus. Stack them like a car. He knew there was a big surplus of parachutes from World War II. Shut your God. (laughs) Shut, shut, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. What? Well, so the war had ended. They were still making parachutes, but the war was over. So they go. Now we have. Hey, uh, what are y'all doing with all those parachutes? Well, we're just waiting for another war to break up. More beavers. Unfortunately, we made some of these too tiny. So he thought, what if he dropped the beavers from a plane into the wilderness What in their new home? I mean, these you are talking about cardiac arrests in 80% of the beavers. Not only would this solution solve the human beaver conflict in McCall, but it would save money when it came to transporting beavers. Plus, it's going to look fucking bananas. It's going to look fucking awesome. It's going to be great. Uh, and it would make use of all those extra parachutes. So you're getting rid of surplus parachutes. Yeah. You're... you're Cheaper beaver transport. Yeah, plus you get to put the fear of God in a bunch of beavers. It's a win-win. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where is there a loser in this, and I can't find a loser. Well, the mules don't get to be a part of it. That's true. Uh, Estimated cost for dropping four beavers from a plane is around $30 in 1948, which is about $300 today. Sure, so it's relatively expensive to do this dumb 
crazy idea. Well, or cheaper than hauling them by mule. Well, no, more possible. So he had a plan, and now he just had, had to figure out how to I just got to teach one of them how to fly a jet. Parachuteers. Well, here's the thing. Uh, getting them to pull the cord. Hard. Because they're going to start chewing on it. Hard. Yeah. But the whole thing is flawed. No, it's, I think yes. it's just the cord part. No, no, it's all a problematic you idea. You do have to hose them down while they're dropping. You, well, yeah, you got to keep it. certainly doesn't solve your moisture problem. That's fair. His first idea was to use a woven willow box. For what? To put them in? Okay, because for a second, I definitely am picturing them like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea was he'd put the beavers in the woven willow box, sure. attach it to the parachute, sure. drop them. Right. And once the box hit the ground, the beaver would chew his way out because that's what beavers do. Right. A lot of uh, unknown quantities in this. Uh, somehow there were problems. Really? Quote, what the, happened? The beavers went to work immediately upon being put into one of these boxes. Okay, so they're already chewing through <laughs> the boxes. Right? You say, no, no, no. Wait till, wait till you hit land, dummy. And it was feared by the, the that they might chew their way out while dropping them from the sky. Well, that's going to be a big fucking problem. Or might even chew their way out while they were in the airplane, which would cause a problem for the pilot. Yes, the now pilot will be murdered by beavers. Okay, so we have a movie. Yes, we do. We have a fucking movie. beavers on a plane. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Elmo then came up with a specifically designed beaver wooden travel box that would open upon impact. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he tested it with weights. It the worked. weights don't chew through it. It worked, but it would hit the ground and pop open. Right. Okay. When he was ready. He caught an older male beaver Poor to bastard. use as a test pilot. Oh, God. His name, he named the beaver Geronimo. Sure. Let's to, to yes. upset humans and animals. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's make sure to be racist in this one, too. Quote, Geronimo went through a series of tests to see how this plan would work. Poor bastard. Elmo dropped Geronimo on a landing field over and over and over and over I mean, again. His mind. Each time Geronimo po popped out of the box. Finally. And then he would, and then handlers would come over and capture him. Hey, no, I just got here. And then he'd be put inside Not for the another, box again. another attempt. No, I don't <laughs> like parachuting. Uh, it's like, it's like the worst beaver groundhog how, day ever. How? Like he is just, yeah, yes. What is happening? Yeah, it's beaver how day. is it Friday? <coughs> how high up are they flying? I don't know. I couldn't find out how, but it's pretty high. I mean, it's high up enough that, it's a, that a parachute a parachute has to pop yes. open. Yeah. Um, By the way, any height is too high yes. for this plan. No, beavers, from what I understand, do not parachute. No, no, no. They're not flying animals. No, they're not. No, no, no. But what if they were? Well, they are. Uh, so eventually this older beaver just gave in to the nightmare, and after dropping... Onto the run, the landing area, the box would pop open. He'd get out of the box. He'd start moving, and then he'd see the handlers coming for him, and he would just crawl back into the box. Oh my god! So we have broken the spirit of a beaver, Ugh. which is all that this was about. That's the end of the story. It's a great one. <laughs> Once Elmo thought enough tests had been done, he decided to commence, which is not a number that exists. <laughs> he decided to commence with Operation Beaver Drop. What is going on? Geronimo's reward for being the test beaver was to be the first male beaver on the first plane to Chamberlain Basin, 
Quote, he was sent to his own little piece of paradise with three lovely young female beavers. I love how the mind of a man is so simply ridiculous to the point where this guy is like, well, I know what I'd want, a paradise island and a bunch of women. And he's like, that's what we give the beaver. Yeah. Um. And the and the female beavers like we got dropped in with some guy with PTSD. Hey, hey yeah, let me tell you, don't worry. Once don't you go land, for the box. don't go for the box. Don't go for the box. Go don't back, go for the box. Go back in it. Go back in it. Otherwise, they're gonna hurt you. <laughs> so, um, so they hit the ground and got out of their box and created a beaver colony. Then more beavers were parachuted in. In all, seventy six beavers were dropped into the basin. <laughs> okay. They were specifically dropped into open meadows dotted with streams, so they picked actual grids and locations for each Targets. beaver. Yeah, and and it worked. Um, all except for one beaver, but all the, seventy-five beavers, it worked. So one beaver, seventy-six. Not it didn't. One bit through his. The box, box opened in midair. Oh my god! And the beaver climbed on top of the box. Oh no! Elmo quote: Even so, had he stayed where he was, all would have gone well. Had he? Yeah. You're, what a fucking idiot. What a dumb beaver. Doesn't he understand how parachutes work? But for some inexplicable reason, when the box was within 75 feet of the ground, he jumped or fell from the box. Oh, now, inexplicable can also be uh, switched with uh, obvious. Yes. Because beavers aren't used to being 75 feet up well, in the air. What, well, how are you faulting a beaver? Well, it's inexplicable that the beaver would jump. I don't know what his dumb little head was thinking, but he, jumped, asshole. To, he jumped to his death. Oh, I'm going to jump from 75 feet. He was probably thinking, oh, my God, I'm almost to the ground. Thank God this is terrifying. Or he was thinking, what the fuck is happening? I'm yes. in a cloud. I should be on the ground. Yes. Anyway, he didn't make it. The project was uh, not continued after 1948. The assumption is the task was completed and there was no need to continue. Almost post-drop report stated, quote, the savings in man hours and the mortality of the animals is quite evident. Sex ratios are maintained. The beavers are healthier and in better condition to establish a colony. Uh, they visited the beavers a year later. They found that they had all built little dams and they houses. They have parachutes and now. Brad and stored. We food love for this stuff. Yeah, so we're the adrenaline junkies. The parachutes are still there's still seventy six parachutes littered all over. Them. Well, that's not good. They quote created some amazing habitat that is part of what is now the largest protected roadless forest in the lower forty eight states. Today, homeowners are encouraged to get along with live beavers instead of putting them in planes and dropping them a couple hundred miles away. Idaho Fish and Game Officer Steve. Liebenthal said it is, quote, highly unlikely something like the beaver drop of 1948 would happen today, but the beaver's ancestors are probably living well in the basin, and the parachutes might still be around. Well, Whatever's that up. is uh, a banana slice. That is a small up um, that should make you feel good. Except for the beaver that died, I would say the people were going to kill the other beavers. It sounds like the other beavers were it is a, it, Well, and it is a story about how the beavers did thrive eventually. It's yeah. just they, they had to uh, go through terror. Yes, hell. Hell in the sky. Welcome to capitalism. Yep. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. 
It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.